truth response. So, we're back. I'm Mark. Let's just get that out of the way right now. I'm Mark. Yeah, you are Mark. Mark the Heretic is I'm, here. I'm Derek. <laughs> Formerly known as Mark of the Beast. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was the Heretic now. Uh, oh, after yeah, the last well, week. Right, but that's why you were formerly the Beast Derek. and you got... Promoted? Promoted back up to the heretic. <laughs> Derek the heretic and Mark of the Beast. <laughs> I, I got promoted to a heretic. <laughs> <laughs> Only on the truth response. All right. Yeah, it's Derek. I'm, I'm here, too. This is me. Hello. Lizzie, I'm here as well. Tony the Italian Santa's here. <laughs> Yo, ho, ho. Nick needs help. Please send help. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. You know, you're part of the reason that editing this thing is really rough. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you want to edit any of what I say out? I, I, I got understand. it all. I got it all. I don't I'm, just understand. Waiting, I'm just waiting for the day to say, I'm going to put together this blooper reel. <laughs> I'm excited for that day. <laughs> That'll be the one you listen to? Yeah. yeah. For sure. This was, this was the best one ever. <laughs> the chair last. Like two weeks ago <laughs> was the best one. Yeah, uh, that chair has now become the, the shirt holder instead of nice. Like most, yeah. like most treadmills in the United States. Yeah. <laughs> you guys know anything about uh, what was it? Poland got hit with a missile today, or oh, yesterday? Yeah. That was yeah. yesterday. That was yeah. yesterday. That's the Russians. A it's a Russian missile, but the Russians are like, not my missile. They accidentally shot a missile, <laughs> and, and like, how do you do that? Like, how do you? It was Boris. Like <laughs> he he slip and fall on button. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So that's a that's a ploy. That's the draw. That's the draw NATO into yeah. the conflict. Yeah. yeah, you can definitely feel like something was stirring there. Yeah. Like, mm. all right, uh, the whole Ukraine I, thing. Like nobody's gonna really to go in the there. Put the spotlight but. back on it. Well, I no. I mean. Putin uh, is not, I don't think, is that crazy to use a nuclear weapon, even a tactical nuclear weapon. Mm-hmm. But he has to find a way to to get out of this thing. Keep the war machine going. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I so. don't know, man. Somebody was telling me the other day that he's apparently ill. Well, yeah, the whole idea behind this is to make a name for himself. So when Before he finally he passes, that he's, he leaves a legacy that he you know, reunited the, the Soviet, old Soviet Russia. Union. Oh, okay. Well, so... Or that he makes at least more start, or the idea that he at least started. I'm yeah, going started, out and I'm going to take you all with me. Like, it's, well, it's, <laughs> that's a whole lot better of a theory. I hope. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't think about what you kind of just mentioned there about this, like the exit strategy. Mm. You don't really have one if mm. you're Russia right now, because it's not like you're going to be like, oh, my bad, guys. Oops. Let's just kind of go back to the way we were. We'll just come on in. Everything is good. Sorry about that. Like that can't happen. <laughs> Well, it so, can't. I mean, it, I guess it could, but um, it, it would. He, Putin would lose a lot of credibility. Yeah. Um, and he's just not willing to do that. Yeah. You yeah. know, he's not willing to lose face. Exactly. Yeah. Unlike Donald Trump, who in the next <laughs> two years is is basically just building up this whole thing, this is a just lie. so that <laughs> Don't the Santas can come in and slay the dragon at the end. This is part of Trump's ploy too, <laughs> and then become. I mean. He, if he becomes the candidate and is known as the Trump slayer, then everyone in America will vote for him. There won't be anyone dead and alive. Like yeah, you're only will, bringing this up well, so you no, have like no, you know audio that's evidence. Not, that's, not, <laughs> Save this. that's not his plan, but that's probably what's going to happen. And if it did, 
He'll be like, and then you can yeah. see where God works. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> In mysterious definitely ways. Definitely my plan. It's big, it's huge. It's a huge plan. I've executed well, and he ri- he'll ride it. He'll ride down Pennsylvania Avenue on like some white horse and like embrace DeSantis at the end. You're here because of me. Oh. And, my, and my hair. <laughs> wow. I'm gonna say no. Oh. <laughs> I think the guy. Well, if that happens, you heard it here first. That's right. I, I think he's he's too. Got his ego is too big, and mm-hmm. his brain is slightly smaller. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, I think his ego is definitely too big, but I think he's smarter than we give him credit. Oh for. no, I, it would I mean, just be an awesome strategy. Than, I mean, it yeah. really would be. Yeah. I'm just think about it. It would be awesome. Because he can't control his mouth doesn't mean that he doesn't have some intelligence. It just means that no, he's he did not it. wise. <laughs> he did a fantastic job when he was president. We were we were in a very we were in a position to be very prosperous prior to COVID. Right. COVID e- is economically the one economically yeah. hands down. I mean yeah. his policies internationally. Which is nuts too. for yeah. for the True. way yep. that he ran off at the mouth, like yep. to be as like solid because internationally. Everybody knew he was just crazy enough <laughs> to do it, right? Yeah. That, and well, that's all you had to know. Like if you're Putin or if you but, you're Xi Jinping, like, <laughs> you, or if you're uh, Kim Jong Un, Kim Jong Un. Yeah, you got to know. Ah, there is this guy. I don't like him, but he is just crazy enough I that think, he would he would completely. He would blow yeah. up, blow up North Korea. Like he wouldn't even think about it. Well, and I think I think part of it too is like you know the other countries were like, well, he is making headway with the crazy one. Yeah, you know of the two of them. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so we'll at least give him a little bit of slack. You know, a yeah. little bit of credit for for making some headway. I don't know. Yeah. Like I think yeah. I think they knew kind of what to expect, and he was straightforward with them probably. Yeah. I, I mean, I would guess. Um, and he definitely has a little bit of that uh, not-so-great masculinity that everybody likes to talk about. Yeah. Um, you know, the toxic kind. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. He's got a little bit of that, right? Like, nobody nobody can deny that. So, And I think a lot of, uh, a lot of those more old-school countries embrace some of that, you know? Sure. So a little bit easier to just shoot straight with those so um but as far as like peace talks go i mean we were doing great and had he just spoken the entire presidency in the way that he did on his exit speech yeah oh my gosh had his Twitter account just been banned at the beginning <laughs> of his presidency? Had he just we, never had Twitter? We would have <laughs> never had any of these issues. Well, so that's now it. now you too can be, you know, at Donald Trump. I with a blue, blue check, check mark. mark. Cool. Because now you can buy blue check marks. Yeah, eight ninety nine. Yeah, eight ninety nine to I'm buy on. the blue check mark. Yeah, for a verified. Okay, so uh, I am a. Don- it doesn't. It'll, it's. It does show on your profile that you purchased it, um, instead of it being naturally verified or authenticated. Um, so but, yeah. as a, you know, I have a Twitter account. I've looked at Twitter. I don't get it, so I don't like actively participate. 
So what does the blue check mark mean? It it's, means that you're you have been authenticated as the real person. whoever. Which so like they were having Michael fan. Jordan. They're having there's a bunch of different like, Michael Jordans on there would on be Twitter, like fans. But, yeah, but that would the be fans making or whatever would be on other and, profiles and stuff and using their pictures and using their information and stuff. So it's just a way but to the blue check mark means this is actually that the person, person that ah, okay, they claim okay. to be. They're having some issues with that right now, but it's especially now that they've it's working its way out. Like, I hope it doesn't. See, I think that this is a great plan in order to, like, destroy social media as we know it. Like, I really think this will toss up a lot of the um, the statuses and all of that that comes with, with social media that get flung around a lot. I think that – I think that uh, – I don't think Elon Musk is doing this just for money. I think that it is not just a – power grab i don't think that i don't think that he does a whole lot i listen to a lot of his his um like interviews and stuff and i i think he's got a plan behind this i think there's a reason he's doing it and it's not just to jack with people um so i don't know i think he's he's a lot well a lot more well thought out than me of course um but then a lot of people think i think elon musk is has a plan for why he does just about everything that he does um, do you think he's the man do- barely sleeps? So do you think he's doing it? Because like I know some of the stuff has said that like he wants to go to like stricter work weeks and stuff like that, in hopes that it'll collapse it so that people will go back to work and not be like. Be I don't know. Productive. Maybe I mean that might be part of it. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I think that it will disrupt how most people perceive. Um, well, the blue check marks, right? Like the people who they claim are important. Yeah. It will start affecting uh, those people in terms of like putting them on a pedestal. Mm. Like it could cause opportunity for that to get shaken up a little more. Um, so I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. I I don't know. I'm I'm a Elon fan. So, but. Another huge ego. <laughs> he is. He, but but that being said, he doesn't have an ego about anything that he hasn't worked his butt off That's for. That's true. Like, he hasn't been just handed everything. I mean, he came from money, from what I understand. Um, but he is in all of the companies and on the ground level of everything that he's running. Mm-hmm. So, and you know that's that's got to be a ton of work. So, I don't know. So Derek's lobbying for DeSantis Musk 2024. Oh, dude. And yes. uh, I will be now, again, the first to say that will mark the beginning of the end of the world. And the rapture will be immediately there, thereabout. And uh, eventually, some point, Musk will refer to himself as Supreme Potentate of... Well, you know what? The un- so okay all right let's 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 jump on this bandwagon for just a moment i love how we're the truth so like and we just keep playing with all these conspiracy theories well yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's it's conspiracy theory response where this is the this is the crazy fun half the other the other side of it's the the fun biblical half watch derek's blood Um, blood pressure rise supposed to be that half is supposed to be the fun biblical half um all right so like they're saying that 2024 is when the Euphrates River is supposed to be bone dry, like done. Ooh. 
which in Revelation is spoken to of the Euphrates will be dried up as the, you know, the sixth angel does whatever and releases uh, the four fallen angels that were captive under and you know in in the euphrates or whatever like that's some straight biblical stuff so 2024 election we're talking 2024 the euphrates river's drying up like and there's there's video evidence that like it is drying like from two years ago Hmm. to now it's it's almost non-existent um get your tinfoil hats out folks it's about to get real or it could just be the next step, you know. Could be. So there's, you know, I've always wondered that, you know, when you when you look at Revelation and it talks about these pouring out of bowls, mm-hmm. and, and it's, that's not a rapid succession thing, mm-hmm. right? Couldn't we be in the middle mm-hmm. of that right now? Mm-hmm. We could totally be in the middle of the fifth. And some, some and people really, would say if, that if they you think look, that's If you look at the all-millennial view, which I, I tend to like that the best, um, we are. We, we've been in the midst of that since Christ. Okay. Christ marked the, the, um, the start of the millennium, and it's not a literal thousand-year reign. Obviously, we're 2,200 years in at this point, but um, it would speak to a lot, of the, a lot of the things that have happened in those 2,200 years. I, I think there's some justification in the midst of that that may or may not have some alignment with revelation i mean i think i think you have to find we we look at what some of those symbolic acts are of the plagues and the judgments and those kind of things and what it really all comes down to is is there's just going to be suffering like intense suffering for people living on earth and it's not ever going to get better it's going to get worse and in those times it's going to either drive people to Christ, it's gonna it's gonna form a more distinct line of who's on either side of this whole eternity thing, right? And you're gonna find more abundantly those who are our believers are going to become more pronounced, and those who are not believers are gonna become more pronounced. And there's the gray is gonna gonna ebb itself away. And, I mean, I'm still curious, like, what is the mark of the beast? How is that meant to manifest itself? Is it something literal? Is it something figurative? Is it something we will actually take? Is it credit cards? Is it cryptocurrency? Like, Is it the, micro- the medical microchips that people are getting? Yeah, and, and it's, it is it the medical microchips? Is it the COVID re- shot? I don't know. Like, it could, could it be? It could be any of those kind of things. I, yeah. don't, and I don't quite think we're there yet, but... And I don't know if we'll see that in my lifetime. Well, okay, but we there are there's some context mm-hmm. around that, right? Like if you don't take it, sure. you'll be persecuted and right. killed. Right. Like that hasn't happened, right? Like globally yet, right? Right? Like, I mean, I think it was a good trial run here this last COVID bout, right? Yeah. Like uh, well, I, I truly do think that. Look at places like it's China like, still. That it's like as soon as there's an outbreak, mm mm. You're shut down again? You're, you're shut down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been that way consistently for the last two years. And I don't know how you manage whether you have the shots or not, like if they give you kind of a pass that way. But, I mean, there was a, there was a lot of really harsh persecution 
when it came to whether or not you got this shot. I mean, and there still is. Like, there are still some places you can't go unless you've got a vaccine card Mm -hmm. that is fully up to date. And see, I haven't even thought about the words vaccine card Mm -hmm. in, like, Sure. We don't think about that. We live in the (laughs) free state of Florida. Amen. Hallelujah. Where's my shotgun? I don't know. Where's Ron DeSantis? Yeah. <laughs> Pledge allegiance to Ron DeSantis, <laughs> leader of our free world, Florida. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So she brought up the medical microchip thing, um, and I know that it, we're experimenting with something like that expanded mm-hmm. uh, to allow access into buildings, um, you know, a, a chip in the, your forehand. Really just it. makes you think, like, come on, y'all. The book of Revelations is really accessible, and even if you don't know your Bible, you know this is the thing that all of the crazy Christian people talk about. (laughs) (laughs) So seriously, maybe rethink, oh, we're going to put this in the right hand because it seems like it makes the most sense. Oh, we're going to put it on your forehead because it makes the most sense. No, you're an idiot. They should save money on advertisements and just be like, you know, have... Tell the organization, hey, we're coming out with microchips for your, your forehead and your mm-hmm. hand to unlock everything. Yep. And let the Christians spread the word. <laughs> great point. It'll be, it'll be better Free spreading marketing. the word doing that than it is spreading Jesus, unfortunately. Yeah. It's a, it's a really... I had to explain the satanic panic to somebody this week. Satanic like they'd never panic. heard of the satanic panic in the 70s and 80s. I don't know. If you I don't know what the satanic panic is? I've never heard of that. You know Satan. what Satanic Panic is, right? Never heard of Mark, it. The Knights and Satan Service, Kiss, the band. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that. Knights and Satan Service, like the, the Christians oh, went oh, all kinds oh, of nuts oh, over oh, that. Oh, okay. yeah, they that went was, nuts over the, the, the D&D yep, and all that, like that stuff. Yeah, I was, I was killing yeah. people. I was and, spinning records backwards trying to figure out what was going yeah. on. Right, right. So, yeah, so I had to explain to somebody this week, like, what all that. That that existed, that even happened. <laughs> I had the no sa- idea. I'd never heard of it called the Satanic Panic. Yeah, I've never heard of that. That's either. what it's referred to now. Okay. I, I, I don't know if I don't have a clue if they referred to it as anything then. But no, like, we just thought it was just weird, yeah. and then we would try it just to find out if we can figure out what's going <laughs> Digitally on. Digitally speaking, I've done it. And it's pretty close uh, to some of the things that they said. Uh, I mean, close. It's not a see, but that was know. that was. I know. Well, there was a huge rumor back in the day that they would do that just to sell albums. Right. Right. You know, hey, watch this. You know, I bet you I can sell. That's still subliminal messaging. Yeah, yeah, I guess. It's not so subliminal when you go like this. There's really really messaging in it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So they they would, I mean, you can hear something. I feel super naive right now. Oh, cool. All right. So, um. I, I've heard of this, right. but I didn't know it was real. So oh, yeah. vinyl, oh, you, yeah. you could spin a uh, vinyl record backwards, yeah. and you could make out words like you know um, Satan is God or or, or something oh, really? along these lines. Yeah, like, it, that was really that, in there. It, it, uh, this, the song um, on a hot summer night, would you offer your throat to the wolf with the red roses? I don't remember what that song is. It's a uh, is, it, is that it? that's not meatloaf, right? Yeah, it's meatloaf, is, but is I can't it? remember what song it is. Anyways, oh, um, so. Something by the dashboard lights, right? Paradise, Paradise, Paradise dashboard by the dashboard lights. Light. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, like, in, I think it's that song. But um, when you play it backwards, um, it sounds like it's saying, Satan, watch him following you. And it's like, huh. it's like, Satan, 
what? you know, it's like that that that, that weird eerie, whatever. Yeah, that eerie, yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's a great example of it. There's a the oh, what what song was it? it was I think it was like a Beatles song or something had like. Smoke dope, smoke dope. Everybody smoke dope, smoke uh, dope, uh, smoke dope. Uh, and by the way, when you're like you know impaired yeah. and you're spinning the record backwards, you can get anything. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, but that's I was not I, impaired that's when why I was, I was doing. wondering like and how real is this? Not only well, that, so. but it wasn't it wasn't just like on the finals. Like I found out about it during the MP3 explosion, right? Like when when MP3 became yeah. a big thing, and so like all how the can software. You play yeah, software. Okay. I can yeah. flip. I can flip all kinds of audio backwards. I wonder what. We so say I used to do that all the time, What's and like I would flip messaging? the audio around and and play it through just to check, you know, just to see if it was legit. You yeah, know? yeah. And you heard stuff like that. Oh yeah, huh. yeah. No, it was, I thought it was just all made up no, stuff, like all funny, legit. made up, like hoaxy. Stuff. I have no idea how they did it. I mean, they must have flipped it around and then done some, you know, said some things or made it some way. And then flipped it back around, you know, after, like, editing, you know, in editing tricks or something. But no clue. Crazy. Um, You know, it was a big thing. I was going to a private school at one time, and they brought us in for a general assembly Mm -hmm. and uh, talked about playing records backwards. They also talked about, like, uh, messaging within a song, like uh, John Cougar's Hurts So Good. Mm. If you listen to that one, it's like a a trip down uh, BDSM, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. So yeah, it was it was a deal, and that's oh. where the uh, <laughs> I never looked at that song that way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, man. yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you know, it's just without the music, grab a, a well. And I was gonna say an album sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 I mean, I yeah. know the the song. Yeah, I, I so the song. so just. I mean, I can see it. Now. Yeah, I, don't sing it. Say oh, it, man. and you'll figure it out. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, that was a thing. Um, uh, you know, lots of. You know, Iron Maiden and those types mm-hmm. of, you know, obviously. Well, and look at the way Kiss looked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, you know, straightforward and their craziness. ACDC, mm-hmm. I mean, they had an album called Highway to Hell. Yeah. I mean, like, nothing. Up, they, that's not what they, they were talking and they about. S- but They super played that up, too, like with the little oh, yeah. devil yeah, horns. Oh, yeah, a little hit on his hat yeah, and all yeah. that. And sure. So, yeah. yeah. That was my third concert, by the way. It was oh, AC, yeah? it was ACDC. Um, I forgot who opened for them. Um, and then my fourth one was seeing Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, oh dang! Oh, There's then, only a couple that I've ever wanted to see. Alice Cooper. I wish I could see his actual show, which he quit doing. Um, he's still touring, but like to see his actual like his Alice Cooper show. Yeah, and, I mean the craziest theatrical show I ever saw was uh, was Ronnie James Dio, uh, who was the lead singer right, yeah, after yeah. Ozzy Osbourne for Black Sabbath. Yeah, and then he broke off, and that was like a good theatrical show. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, I saw been to a lot of concerts. Hmm. I'm, I'm amazed I can still hear. <laughs> so um, I, I don't know. I wish I would have taken more opportunities when I was younger to go to some of the the guys that I'll never be able to see now, like Journey, for instance. Like I, I'll never be able to see Journey hmm. because Steve Perry's no longer with them, you know, and and all that. But and the new guy. I'm sorry if you ever listen to this but not as good as steve perry um and, i mean i was i was blown away by sticks mm. been doing music for 50 years and they've still got energy more so than i have ever had <laughs> so you know i wonder I, I if know. there's some translation in revelation to 
the way that music has evolved into all this junk that it is now. Junk? Oh, it's junk. Oh, no. New, I, there better new, be electric guitars in heaven. That's new all music. I'm, I'm talking about new music. Oh, oh, oh. Like, because it's all the same thing. That little hip-hop-y, like, synth. And See, I think... It's not real music. Around the 400 mid... 400 people the write mid-90s. one song. Mid-90s is when it happened, right? Mid-90s is when, when music really went bleh. And... I would push that into the early 2000s. Mm. All right, I'll give because you that. Because I think there's right. some really good stuff that happened. Somewhere and... between the mid-90s and the early 2000s, yeah. it, it, it happened, right? Yep. And that's when the Mandela effect came into effect. <laughs> and, you know, something Nelson, happened in Nelson our universes Mandela. over over uh, overlap. You don't know what the Mandela effect is? Yeah, go ahead. Really? Yeah. Do you not know what it is? Go ahead and explain it. Do you know what it is? I think I do. Okay. I, I the don't. Mandela effect is is like we remember it's a big phenomenon that a were. lot of people remember history wrong. Mm. Like actual mm. things, like Looney Tunes, how you spell Looney Tunes. L O O N E Y. Well, how do you how do you spell tunes? T Tunes? T U N E S? Yeah. It's T U N E S, right? Yeah. That's that actual like whatever. Yeah. A lot of people oh, actually Looney. truly remember it being T O O N S. Oh, like, and there's a lot of things. Like, it's everything from Fruit of the Loom to Nelson Mandela Movies. dying in prison in a certain year to like, and Mo- that's that's what it is, right? That's what that's what they you know, like. That's why they call it the Na- the Mandela effect. Is a lot of people remember Na- Nelson Mandela dying in prison in whatever year it was, and so they attribute. Uh, the whole phenomenon like, of mass. What's the movie? What's the movie that everybody's like? Oh gosh, I can't remember. There was a movie. Oh Shazam! Shazam! Shaq! Right. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal as the genie. Yeah. Didn't exist. Oh. Not a movie. Yeah. I know it was because it was, it was Kazam. No. And oh, it was Kazam. Yeah. And it Kazam. Was, and it was, it was somebody else. But there is there is thousands upon thousands of people that remember that movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it didn't exist. I saw it. No, no. No. You didn't see Shazam. You saw maybe Kazam. And I saw the one with Shaq where he was a genie. You did not. There, it didn't exist. It, it does not exist. Look it up. I promise. <laughs> Dude, I can I can even picture the, the I cover. know you can. I can too. He's, it doesn't exist. Does not exist. Oh man, <laughs> you have just wrecked my whole past. Okay, oh, here we go. Seriously, so folks, well, I know you cannot no, see real. this. Uh, we have two no, of the Kazam four members. Exist. Yeah, it has Kazam. Yeah, Kazam. Wait, who's starting it? Everybody's on their phones right now, guys. So just, I'm not. Uh, I'm not. Just, oh, for no, Shaquille right. just for the record, Shaquille O'Neal is in Kazam or Shazam? Kazam. Huh? Kazam. Okay. Well, then the other one's the one that doesn't exist. Yeah, Kazam. Bam. Wait, but wait, who's in the who was supposedly in the other one? I don't even care. You're trying to get me to think that things I really know happened didn't happen, and they did. Look, it's right there. All right. I'm gonna give me a second. Wait, second. here we go. Derek now now Derek is now on no, his no, phone. No, no, no. Give me a second. Give me a second. <laughs> We're gonna take some quizzes real quick. Right here, live on on not live, because you guys are listening to this a week after it's recorded. If you're even listening at this point, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fair point. If you've made it this point, yeah. you, you, you definitely are, deserve. You, you might be like, "Wow, I think this is one of those uh, tribulation curses that happened." <laughs> right. All right. Is this the plague. Here yeah. we go. Here Uh-oh. we go. 
Let me see here. When did Nelson Mandela die? I don't know. 2013 or 1980? 2013. Right. That's actually what it is, but a lot of people thought it was 1980. How do you spell the peanut butter that starts with a J? Jif? Uh, J-I-F? F. Two Fs. One F. One F. A lot of people say it's J-I-F-F-Y, Jiffy. Um, Looney Tunes, we already went over. Uh, the Bears, the family of Bears. Berenstein. The Berenstein Bears? Or Berenstein. Is it Berenstein or Berenstein? I've always uh, heard Berenstein. I always heard But Berenstein. it's spelled Stein. Berenstein, yeah. Okay, Berenstein. so yeah. they think that there was, sorry, it's Shazam that they think happened, and it was Sinbad who was the Oh, star. yeah, that was what it was. Sinbad in Shazam. Was the other was the other one? Was is the one that people think existed Happened. that never did. I am one of those people. Uh, Curious George, did he have a tail or no? Yes. Yes. Mm-mm. Nope. There was no no, no tail. Uh, well, I'm, I'm not worried about that's that. That's not an earth shatter. That doesn't hurt. That yeah. doesn't hurt my feelings. How many e's are in Febreze? Two. F e b r e e z e four. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Okay, technically. Nope. There's not a double E. Oh. Well, well. Then it's Febrez. <laughs> I'm going to Febrez. <laughs> Spray my Febrez. All right. Oscar Mayer. Spell Oscar Mayer. O-S-C-A-R-M-A-Y-E-R. My baloney has a first name. It's O-S-C-A-R. Yeah. M-E-Y-E-R. M-A-Y-E-R. Mayor? Mayor. Oh, it's not M-E? Yep. It's M-A, oh. but a lot of people think it was M-E. Mm-hmm. Uh, Skechers. Spell Skechers. Skechers. S- Why is this all spelling? S-K-E-T-C-H-E-R. That's not right at all. Skechers. Where are my Skechers when I spray my Febrez? no T. No. How do you spell Fruit Loops? F R O O T. L O O P S. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's how. I don't know. There's a lot of things in here. Derek oh, is oh, Monopoly guy. Yes. What about him? Monocle or no monocle? Monocle. No yes. monocle. No monocle. He does not have a monocle in any of them. Never had one. Oh. Derek <laughs> is on a mission to destroy my childhood. Kit Kat. Yeah. Is there a dash or no dash? No oh. dash. There's no dash right now. There is no dash right now. <laughs> See, now you're starting to question. Uh, Fruit of the Loom. Right? Yes. Cornucopia, right? Yes. Yeah. No, doesn't exist. They're not in there. There's Corn- no cornucopia. Cornucopia? In. Yeah, it's the little no. cone thing. Yeah, yeah, I know what that is. Yeah. That was not in Fruit of the Loom. Oh, well, I always thought bad. it was. Uh, I just remember the dancing. Yeah, a lot I don't of know. I just, there's just a lot of, there's a lot of things. Mona mm-hmm. Lisa, right? Mona Lisa's <laughs> smile. Uh, many people claim that she used to have a more obvious smile than she does now. Or... Uh, C-3PO. Silver leg, no silver leg, right? C-3... No, he was all gold. Wrong. He had a silver leg. I'm just saying. Flintstones versus Flintstones. Flintstones was the actual... It's a T. Yeah. Flint. Yeah. Flint. Yeah. Um, Oh, there's one about Cinderella's castle, apparently. Uh, there's blue and pink <laughs> castle in California. I don't know. Sleeping Beauty. I don't know. It's in California. Anyways, uh, yeah. There's just a lot, but 
that's now that we've ran well, down that. I'm really just trail. mostly um, satisfied with the fact that Shaq was indeed in Kazam, and we have yeah visual so, proof. I'm sorry, I was wrong. It was the other film that I was thinking of, mm. so that was my mistake. Look, see, I I'm back on my meds. Um, <laughs> life is like a box of chocolates. Yeah, that's Forrest Gump. If you tell me Forrest Gump doesn't exist, I'll punch you in the face. It was life was like a box of chocolates is the correct phrase. I don't know. There's just a lot he of different just little says things. It, he says it like, like right. Mom always said life's like a box of chocolates. There, you never know uh, what you're going to yeah, get. There's a lot. Mm. There's just a lot. All right. Well, glad we have accomplished that today. Seems so... Yeah. What? Let's talk about how and why this happens. How and why has this happened? What happened? The Ma- the Nelson Mandela effect. Because oh. people aren't paying attention. Is that what it is? And judging by that list, I don't really care. <laughs> I don't. Something something I heard recently though was well, that like it, if you it, think about it, like they figured out why movies and stuff like that. People misquote movies, and then it just goes on and on and on. People misquote the Bible. Yeah, that's true. Right. <laughs> We just talked about one of those things this past weekend, right? What is the root of evil? Is it money or is it the love of money? It's women. That as well. I can. Wow. Not okay. So like, so <laughs> it's, it's a lot easier to show the oh, math. It was definitely an excerpt from Hebrews. <laughs> it was. <laughs> I did not That's say right. that. Definitely an expert. Uh, expert it's from it's, it's easier to show. Yes. <laughs> it's easier to show the math than to explain the math, but it has something to do with. Um, women equal time and money because you know they 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 take time and they take money to to make happy is you know very very sexist view of things right. If you'd like but, to write in, his email address is Derek Money Derek S. Really, we all know that money equals time, so really that's money squared, right? At that point, because time and money, right? So then you're making this you go, up, dude. no, dude, 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 <laughs> it's an equation. Like you can go through and then you have to do the square root and then the square, you know, the square, square root. And then you times the roots of by all pi evil r, is then by women. pi r and squared. It's, it's, it's an interesting. Then you carry the nine. It's an interesting equals women thing. But it's, so it's funny. No, it, 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 it's, a, it's a it's a funny that that has been around yeah, a while. But well, some people think it's more funny than others. <laughs> You're the next one to get accidentally stabbed today. (laughs) Well, she put up air quotes just so all of you know. Yeah. Because she... Actually accidentally stabbed herself today. She stabbed herself with a pen. I was, like, trying to dramatically click it, and I did the wrong end. Wrong end. (laughs) Into my palm. Okay, that happens. Sure. (laughs) Sure. So, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, a lot of people... Definitely misquote that. Like a lot of people misquote lots of things. We've even had arguments about what that actually means judge, on this podcast. Be judged. I think. What what means the, the m- love of money? Yeah, is the root of all evil? Right. Love of money. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think we probably had. Yeah, we had a discussion about about whether money was the actual thing or if it applied to everything and all this. Yeah, that was that was that was that was another debate between that was that was another good one of anything other than God. So yeah, I mean, 
that's what we talked about this, this last Sunday, right? Our memories are faulty. Money. <laughs> yeah, money. Yeah, we talked a lot about money. Money, money, which money, is money, money. Exactly. You know, if you listen, you're like, oh, that's all the church ever talks about anyway. Yeah, I was just going to ask you, right? do you, when, you, when you do a sermon like that, do you get a lot of blowback from people? No, I actually heard a lot of positive feedback from this one. Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it goes a long way to that in every single time we actually say, hey, it's time to worship through giving. Um, we say if you're new here, with the exception of this time because of, it, of a, an a experiment, challenge, right? Change a little challenge. Yep. Um, but every single time we do that, we're like, hey, if you're new here, like we're not talking about you. You know, like we're not asking for your money. You know, you just chill and, and, and see what what's going on here. You know, like... Maybe we can pray about it, you know, you know, you seek for it yourself, but we, we definitely make an effort to like say, Hey, we're not asking just for money, you know, like that's not what this is about. And I think people are, uh, the misconception is that, you know, or maybe just naive is that what is this money being used for? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, obviously it's to run the church, keep the lights on and that kind of thing, but there's gotta be more to it than just keeping a building open and paying. All you do is, all you do is is preach on Sundays. That's all you do. (laughs) And yet you make zillions of dollars because of all this money that comes in. And, and, (laughs) <laughs> Realistically speaking, the like, little Hot Wheel ones, yeah. like the majority of <laughs> people, you put it on don't the know <laughs> a senior pastor and what they make and what they do. They see pastors, so-called pastors, on TV that <clears throat> preach money <laughs> and have more than they know what to do with. And that's what sets people off mm-hmm. as a bad impression of, of it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I get, I, I hear on a regular basis the frustrations of normal oh. people um, towards people that do that. You know, the, those Joel Olsteins and the, uh, all those other guys. I don't, well, I I don't keep up with them. Also but. interesting because, like, when it comes to church, people get offended when you ask, when you, you speak about money or when you ask for money, but everything you do literally takes money. Mm-hmm. So why is this the one exception? Yeah, that was, a, that was a part of one of the talking points from this weekend, too, is like... Here, I got, I got numbers. Okay. I got Uh-oh. some numbers. Uh-oh. Made numbers. me remi- remember this. Okay. Are these numbers so, like... Yeah. Uh, if you like so if people complain about, people complain about, like, giving the church money, but... Here's what the church in in America has done with this money mm-hmm. in the last year, okay? Um, Christian organizations have given $2.67 trillion contribution to the economy, right? They've, they've made transactions. They have done that sort of thing. That, that's coming from the church, right? Churches have spent that much money to, you know, continue to invest in the economy like you and I do. Um, a hundred and thirty thousand dollars has gone towards um, addiction recovery. Um, forty-four. Like it doesn't, but forty-four billion dollars. Just churches, so this wouldn't be. This is just churches. This wouldn't right? be parachurch right. yeah. or okay. parachurch. Yeah, so forty-four billion dollars um, has gone to giving to poor people overseas. You know, whatever mm-hmm. funding, which our government does the same thing, mm-hmm. right? And they've given $33 billion, right? Wow. So the church so is giving more than the The church United is States actually government. giving 
giving more towards communities, towards people who um, are don't have as much, you know, poor poorer people, um, than than our government, who everybody wants to support and have people have the government give money to everybody, right? So like, um, yeah, it was some statistics that I came across uh, the other day listening to uh, a podcast. I don't remember which one. Um, but I was like, wait, 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 I got to play that back because, you know, that's crazy statistics. Never expected. I never expected. So what's the stigma behind church money as opposed to government? Yeah, it, well, it's kind of weird, and I think it's just a, a marketing issue. <laughs> like, the government, for some reason, tells us that... They just take it. Yeah, they just <laughs> take it. And so we don't really have an option and Mm -hmm. they tell us that it's for our own good and it's funding all of these incredible programs Mm -hmm. that most people don't have access to. And from the church standpoint, it's, hey, you know, we're we're actually doing good in our local communities. But I, I, I don't know. I think we just have. We've just been burned by a lot of prosperity gospel mm-hmm. teaching and a lot of f- wrong teaching about money. And that's not even just an American thing. I mean, dude, this is the whole thing that one of one of the primary things that triggered the Reformation in 1500. This is one of those things that triggered Martin Luther to be like nailing that 95 thesis to the doors of the church. Like, mm-hmm. this is what it was. Was it was it was a, a power grab, a money grab by the leaders in the Catholic Church to, quote, sell indulgences. And indulgences was basically, you know, you buy your way into people praying on behalf of your sin. Like, that's kind of, in a nutshell, what that is. And that was where Martin Luther was like, this is not at all what this is supposed to look like. This This isn't from the Bible. And that caused the first major rift in church history. I would say we could call it, we could say first major rift in church history. Right? I mean, it was a massive. Yeah. I mean, it it was a massive. Rift. Yeah. So, and we <coughs> we still feel that now. And then you you come to a place like like America, and you get a lot of people like the um, uh, what's his name, scary guy, uh, Jet needs a Jet, uh, Kenneth Copeland. Um, guys like scary yeah. guy. <laughs> guys like Dude's he's creepy. scary. Yeah, you got like you've got your your Kenneth Copelands and your Joel Osteens. They preach the wrong thing. I don't know if he's always overtly asking f- for money. I don't know. I don't. I don't really listen. Nah, I don't really entertain a lot it, of him. But. And guys like Creflo Dollar. And you've got these guys that. I mean, even when you listen to to podcasts like Rise and Fall of Mars Hill. Um, and you hear at the very end, Mark Driscoll's severance was one month or one one year salary, which was six hundred eighty thousand dollars or something like that. It's like there's no pastor in the world that should make money like that. I mean, look, I'm not living in poverty, that's for sure. And there are some that believe that when you become a pastor, you take an oath of poverty. Um, but but I'm also like, I got bills just like everybody you know right. we, we do our best to be good stewards over well, what we're given and we give back to the church above and beyond our 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 uh, the the belief that the tithe is the end all be all right, right. which biblically speaking that's the the floor um ceiling is well beyond that so 
there's just a lot of a lot of perspective that unfortunately very few people have made it hard for for the mass church to really operate as the church which yeah it does require money and most sound financial advisors tell you to find a charity to give to because you don't hold as tightly onto your money when you're willing to be generous with it. And so even the secular world is promoting generosity. They just promote it in a different way than the church. But all throughout scripture, you find bring your tithe in and the Levites and the priests and the the caretakers, they're meant to live off of what is brought into the church. And um, it even says that preachers are supposed to get a double portion of what's brought into. And I don't even know what that means. Um, I don't, if I'm getting that, awesome. If I'm not getting that, that's fine too. Like um, it, it is, it's just a really big sticky situation and it's the mm-hmm. only place where people get really uber passionate about where their money goes right yeah. because we don't make yeah, those demands so of our government yeah right we, you know and I'm, I'm kind of thinking about you know i'm listening to you and i'm going okay i'm trying to find a a, a stumbling block that would cause a person mm-hmm. to say you know all oh, you guys are char- uh, talk about money and you know you don't do squat with mm-hmm. it so I'm thinking, okay, so let me think about it. All right, the church, some pastors make promises of, you know, making you well and healing you. Mm-hmm. Well, the government does that, right? Mm-hmm. They, they do the exact same thing. Okay, next thing. Put that one to the side. The, uh, the church promises, um, you know, to support this organization, you know, like Planned Parenthood or something, or not Planned Parenthood. Oh, geez. No, we don't, no, we don't do that. <laughs> What's the um, pregnancy resource? Pregnancy resource, yeah. right? So the, the church promises to support that. Um, so, you know, that's where every, the rub is at. Well, you know what? The government is supporting Planned Parenthood. So I, I got to put that one off to the side. I can't, I keep drawing these parallels, but opposite mm-hmm. between the church and government. And, and you know, we, except the government is forcing the money out of your hand. The yeah, church and, is and asking a, for the money out of your hand. In a much larger you, clip. You don't, uh, yeah, and with the government I takes, just, you really don't, at least from your paychecks, you don't see that. I mean... Oh, right. I see it. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, you see it on the earth, but you don't yeah. actually physically so, get it, is yeah, what I'm no, saying. No, a lot of people get the idea that mm-hmm. they, they th- without understanding it, right, without mm-hmm. being in the church and, and experiencing church for themselves, mm-hmm. um, they have the idea that God is begging for your money. Mm-hmm. And that's not what's happening. Mm-hmm. God can take it from you at any point mm-hmm. that he wants to. Like, that's not it. There's, they're not asking. There isn't a set percentage in, in New Testament scripture nope. uh, for the church. We go to ten percent because that was the past, and and that's that's and the example of the past, right? Yeah. But there's not a set whatever. This the the idea is that you are giving sacrificially. That's yeah. what is said by most solid churches is give sacrificially, right? Mm-hmm. And and really, what that means is well, look at the early church. If you have a need so great that it that I could sell my home and fulfill that and we both be all right, that's what I do. Mm-hmm. 
that is what sacrificial giving looks like. Now, does that is that necessary in today's society? Most of the time, no. I mean, America is greater than most people will give it credit for. Like, the poorest of the poor here are wealthier than probably safe to say 50% of the rest of the world, right? Like that's just a safe percentage. It's probably a lot higher. Mm -hmm. And so, so that being said, like uh, sacrificial giving that what's a sacrifice to you? You know, what are you Mm going to have to give up eating out two or three times a week Mm -hmm. so that you can give a little bit of extra? Like, is that your sacrifice is, is not having a new phone every two years and pushing it off an extra year, is that a sacrifice to you? It could be. I mean, that, that could be a sacrifice. It depends on, you know, uh, the things that you do in life. But um, that's what it's asking for. And 10% is a good gauge mm-hmm. of that. But it's also not just money. Mm-hmm. It's time. Mm-hmm. Because like I said earlier, as a joke, time is money. And it really is. So I'm going to kind of springboard off of that um i've heard you know i've gone to you know growing up i've gone to several different churches and it's always been the two are not the same right in other words you 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 give of your time but you should also give of your money Mm -hmm. so what i'm hearing from derek and you guys correct me if i'm wrong is that they are the same is that, you know, you can necessarily combine those two? It's a similar aspect, mm-hmm. but money is certainly something that can, and time, I guess time can too. It's, they're both things that can really become idols in our mm-hmm. lives if we're not cautious. And that is really the heart of generosity that we're called to in Scripture. That's why there's 2,000 plus verses in, in all of the Bible that talk about money. That's why Jesus talks about it more than he talks about faith and prayer combined. It's because he recognizes the tendencies of the human heart to hoard things and to also simply rely on their own ability, their Mm -hmm. own strength. And what Christ is saying is, no, you need to trust me. You need to rely on me. And one way of doing that is when you give sacrificially, what that is saying is it's not saying you don't have a 401k. It's not saying you don't have an emergency fund. It's not saying those things. What it's saying is you trust me with what I've given you, and you're being a good steward, right? Because from the very beginning, all we've been called to do is be stewards, mm-hmm. to be managers over what belongs to God. Mm-hmm. And everything belongs to God. It's his earth. Yeah. It's his air. It's his land. It's his house. It's his car. It's his job. It's his gifts and talents that are inside of all of us. And it's his money. And we are just called to manage it well. And one of those ways of managing our money well is to be generous because it's not ours. But manage it in a way that brings glory and satisfaction to, to God and, and can extend and further his kingdom. Well, and, and most people, that's honestly, that's the easier way to give, right? Like mm-hmm. that's to, to give. But if you think about it, what is actually a value? That money in your pocket or your time? Because if you don't spend your time, you ain't going to have that money in your pocket. Yeah. No. So, I, I so your time that. is actually probably more valuable. Now, I understand bills, right? Everybody's got to pay bills, churches included in that, right? And But if you were to step up and you were to be at everything, right? You, you were able to give, just quit everything else 
and like your job and everything else and you were just everything that that the church needed you to do anything that the church needed you were there to do it i don't care if you give a dime right I, I, that to me that that is sacrificial living you know yeah you are giving everything that you got that's that's pretty cool and, and that's you it know, you know because i can't I, I can tell you that i have left churches um um and at one or two points this one this church as well before rise mm-hmm. um thinking i'm just giving so much of my time i don't you know but at that point you know, I really wasn't tithing the way I should. And it's like I just left with this huge guilt mm. of just like I'm still not where I need to be. Mm. And, you know, and that could have been just my myself trying to work for heaven mm-hmm. um, or trying to give my way into heaven mm-hmm. um, instead of relying on Jesus. Yeah. And, I, and I'm well beyond that now. Yeah. Um, now I'm kind of feel like I'm going the other way. You know, I'm, I'm going to start dropping some of these other things that I have. But I, I'm doing that in the hopes that new doors will open. Yeah. In, in the pursuit of doing something. Well, and all different. of it, all of it, we should be listening to the guidance of the Holy Spirit on. Right. Right. Like, if the Holy Spirit says give fifteen percent, then give fifteen percent of your money. Right. Mm-hmm. If the Holy Spirit says drop these things and just trust that I'm going to put you in the right things later, like, you do that. Like, yep. that's that's that is our whole goal in life, mm-hmm. is to learn discernment through the Holy Spirit. Right, just listening to what what he says, because he's not telling us anything that Jesus wouldn't tell him, and and Jesus wouldn't tell the Holy Spirit to tell us to do anything that God the Father wouldn't tell him to. Do, you know, right. so it's it's one of those things that we are to follow whatever mm-hmm. those convictions and are from the Holy Spirit. And that, right. that's one of the hardest things is to stand up and to God and in front of other people say, "Okay, God." Like, send me. Right. I can re- <laughs> like, <laughs> I can here remember. I am God, send me. Like, yeah. that is some of the toughest words to say. I can remember and praying that. that. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and, and, and telling people about that, that particular point in my life where I just, you know, I come out of my 20s. I'm starting to get back into, you know, just into the church and, and you know, becoming more focused. And I can remember praying, okay, God, here I'm me. here. Use me as you will. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, telling people about that, going, you know, I gave God a lot of room. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, it was just like, uh-huh. okay, here, go, you know, go hang out with the motorcycle How ministry. And, you. you know, you know. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's that's exactly what it was, because mm-hmm. it was just like one thing yeah. led to another thing and led to another thing. And then it was to a point where, like, I just can't do anymore. Yeah. You well, know? There, well, word Nick- of caution with that, too, because sometimes we feel that obligation and and i think this goes back to what he talks about with Mm -hmm. money too when he talks about be a cheerful giver sometimes we get we feel obligated to do a lot of things and it it allows us to be unproductive Mm -hmm. like we're doing we're doing a lot of things but we're doing the mediocre it's not always as good as we're doing one or two things but we are killing it with those two things right another gauge might be also like if it's habit, then maybe it's not sacrificial. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like if it's just something that you you it's it's habit is not bad. Like not all habits are bad things, right? Like there are lots of good habits. Brushing your teeth would be a great habit if I had it. Um, I know I, that's a lot of information that you did not need to know about me. But oh, hey, I 
I'm not great at it. It's, it's something that I I never developed a, a good habit of it. Lizzie right now. I need to I need to work on it. Serenity has started helping me you work need to on sing that a little the ABCs bit. Every night um, I don't know. I don't know. I need to set a, a watch. I need to set a timer for everything in my life. Maybe I'll remember to do it. <laughs> Anyways, so but but so the habits, right? I hey, look. My if, niece. If you guys didn't have some, our niece went up to him one day and was like, "Why are your teeth yellow?" Right. So like, if, if, if I didn't give you something to pick on me for, there, there you go. Um, Just more ammo. But habits, habits can be good things. But I think that if things, things that are important to you, right, that you claim are important, are, are just a habit, maybe you should reassess that. And maybe it's that it's a habit because you focused on something else, and that might be okay, mm-hmm. right? But if it's just a habit, you should you should at least look at it and say, okay, is it a sacrificial habit? Because it's obviously not drawn my attention, right? Like it's not something that I've got to be like, okay, God, look, I don't I don't know how I'm gonna pay my bills next month, but this is this is what I'm giving you. You know, I'm not saying like your whole paycheck, but like if you're giving ten percent and that's really hard because for some people ten percent is a lot of money out of their pocket, mm-hmm. and if you're giving ten percent and you're like, okay, God. This is what I feel like you've called me to. And I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills next week. Like, your attention is there. But that's sacrificial, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but if you're like, I, I mean, I'm talking, I guess I'm preaching to myself a little bit maybe. Um, but if if it's on auto pay mm-hmm. every month, I mean, or every week or whatever. Like, yeah. that's one of those things like, it's at least worth the hey hey am i giving sacrificially yeah because like, the answer could still be yes i'm not saying the answer couldn't still right. be yes because personally i'm giving a lot in the time area in my life mm-hmm. right now a lot so that's where i'm sacrificing a lot so i don't feel bad about giving my 10 plus percent or whatever it is that i i give my, uh weekly like i i don't feel bad about about that being on auto send to the church every week but that being said that auto send doesn't stop whenever i don't work and don't get paid mm-hmm. or work less hours and and have it's it's what it's not a percentage of my check that's going out it's i, I give a dollar amount and if i don't get paid that week i'm still giving that dollar amount so as far as like some of that goes like it doesn't necessarily mean that you're not giving sacrificially but it is a good way to think. Start thinking about things like, okay, this is a habit. Is it sacrificial? Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, is yeah, that, no, I is that, like, that. is it is it sacrificial? I mean, that's a good starting point for for any of us. Like, am I reading enough of my scripture? Well, I'm on autopilot and I listen to a scripture every morning. But is that sacrificial of my time mm-hmm. of diving into scripture? Mm-hmm. Well, no, and. I mean, like I said, I'm giving a lot of my own personal problems here, but like that's that's a good way of starting to to dig through one thing at a time in your life and just being like, hey, am I giving everything sacrificially? Like, you know, am I am I sacrificing in all the areas of my life? You know, mm-hmm. for the Lord's sake, it's all His, anyways. Yeah, and I think one of the cool things is when you start down something new, there's always a there's it seems like there's always an issue that comes up right away. Yeah. Something to try to block you from moving forward. Yeah. And that's how I kind of know that, you know, maybe I'm on the right track. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if I'm having... Satan's trying to stop me. Yeah, something's <laughs> trying to stop... Yeah, Satan's trying to stop me. 
something is trying to get in the way of me moving forward on this and now i got to push a little bit harder to see if i can get past this point and is this you know because you've been listening too much meatloaf backwards well it could be you know ozzy was always a good one backwards too are we back to that (laughs) full circle (laughs) There's there's a lot of them um I don't know. Sacrificial giving is of of your life. Period mm-hmm. is is the is the thing that we're called to. Mm-hmm. Sacrificial living. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sacrificial yeah. living. Yeah. yeah. Boom. Coin phrase. Yeah. Probably not the first one to say it, but no. Hopefully, I'm not the last one. Right? Yeah. Like, sacrificial living is what we are called to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. There's just. There's so many cool things that you can experience when you start living sacrificially. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, it doesn't always look like what you think it should look like. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we have this idea that we need to, you know, give up everything, move to another country and... and missionaries. Be missionaries. Yeah. Like, some people are called to that. Yeah. And if mm-hmm. you're called to that, you better do it. Like, but... A lot of time, that's the knee jerk, though. Like, as soon as yeah. you, especially when you find Christ and you're a little bit older. Like, where I'm going to just leave everything. And yeah. I'm gonna go yeah. Like, I know I had. Costa Rican. Yeah. Be a missionary. I know I had my moment where it was like, oh, I think this is what I'm supposed to do. No, it's not. You're stupid, Nick. Right. <laughs> All right. Like, you had to hear that. And mm-hmm. it took wise counsel around me to be like, no, I'm going to talk you off that ledge. And. Uh, it's kind of funny because there was a point in time where I felt like the rich young ruler at one point asking God, what is it I lack? And he did. And I, and I re- just remember having that resonate around, sell everything and follow me, sell everything and follow me. And it kind of led to that space mm-hmm. where when when I got the call into ministry, we had to make a sacrifice. We had to sell, quote unquote, everything. We had to sell the home we had. We had to leave the place we grew up in. We had to leave that, you know, the girls going to a Christian school. I had to leave, a, you know, the income that I had. Like, we, I had to leave those kind of things. And it was, it was, I remember having our yard sale before we were moving out. It was like, this is kind of one of those sell everything and follow me moments. Um, and and I think we do get to those places that God, God puts us in those situations where we do have to really honestly trust him. But, um, I mean, we, we have, we, I, I, I think we run into that a lot more when we're in frontline ministry like we're in, where it's like you you see somebody get so zealous for the Lord and so on fire. They get baptized, and, man, they want to tell absolutely everybody, and they do. And it's sometimes good, and sometimes they don't take the best approach. But they're telling people, which is awesome. And then it's like, I, I should be a pastor. I'm going to Bible college. Are you sure that the Lord really called you to that right now? Yes. I don't think so. I just, you need to wait, right? And that goes into that parable of, uh, or when it talks about uh, in Timothy, when Paul's talking about you, you can't be a new convert to step into leadership. Right. Yeah. Be- that's, right. That's a big bad thing because you will get ego. It will eat you alive. Well, Paul is a great example of that. Sure. He took a he year, yep. right, after yep. his conversion, and he was like a leader in the Jewish, yeah. Jewish church. He, like, he, he if was, anybody knew his... Torah, right. it was that guy. Right. right, and so he took a whole year 
to step away from and they had a very different culture back then mm-hmm. so like that was a lot you know that that was a big deal he took a year before he ever jumped into any of his ministry you know mm-hmm. um i find it i i i, I laughed really hard on sunday whenever you told god you weren't going to new york um and and then you recanted yeah. um and i don't think most people understood it yeah. because like most of the time when you tell god I don't want to go here. Mm. These aren't the things I want to do. I, I'm never going to do this. That is a good indicator that that might be somewhere you're going to go. Because mm-hmm. um, I told God, yeah, I'm not going to go to anywhere hot, human, or with lots of bugs. And I landed here in Florida. Right. And that <laughs> it's was none of those things. It's, no, yeah. no, I mean, never. I mean, never I told, those things. I told God I would never do ministry. Right. So, like... <laughs> I mean, that's one of those things that as, as someone as as someone who has told God, no, I'm not doing that, <laughs> and God laughed and said, yeah, you are. Um, <laughs> it was one of those things I was like, ah, you just said the wrong thing. Yep. But I, I think that outside of ministry, right? Well, life should be ministry. Right. For even for those who aren't, like, in a position. Yeah. Of ministry. Even if it's not vocational ministry. Right, yeah, vocational yeah. ministry. Like, where you are is maybe, where you Maybe examine those things that are like, yeah, I'm not going to do that for Jesus. And then start thinking, well, why? If that's what he wanted me to do, like, shouldn't I want to do do mm. whatever it is that he wants me to do? I mean, this is such a short life. Mm. Like, this is nothing in comparison to the eternity. Like, yeah. and it's only going to, it's only going to be meagerly painful on this side of eternity right like so what's a few rough years i mean even the the wealthiest people in the world right that have worked their butts off to get all of their crazy amounts of wealth will tell you they have had really hard years in order to get to that place Mm -hmm. like what's the difference between that and and us as christians saying all right to die is gain Mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. to suffer to 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 live as christ right yeah. like to 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 suffer in this life for the the sake of christ mm-hmm. is way more worth it than to live big here and miss out on christ in eternity yeah. like it's it's cool sometimes when you see some stories about about people who have wealth and influence and um i don't know if you've read or seen the 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 guy at hobby lobby david green he's made it his mission to give away everything before he dies he wants he wants he wants to have have it all gone he wants to give it all away there was another fella i can't remember his name um but he said to do the thing same thing made him built a multi-million dollar organization um sold it or gave it to somebody to the next person in line and then all of the millions or hundreds of millions of dollars that he had his mission in life then was i want to give away every red cent that i have because it's not mine so kind of playing on what paul says in timothy as well the the whole i brought nothing into this world and i can't take anything out of it yeah and so i'm i'm gonna do my best to give away what god has given me to give away um, and so it's it's cool to have that perspective, and and that statement means a lot. And you were kind of towing on that other big giving statement too, which is 
when Jesus talks about where you're storing your treasure, mm-hmm. when he talks yeah. about are you storing this in a place where moths and, uh, and vermin can get to it, where thieves can break in and steal, or are you storing up for your treasures in heaven where nothing can get to it? Um, and, and that is a great, that's the perspective we ought to have. And when we begin to have that, it's really cool because we, we give to the church and the church is able to satisfy its mission and its call. Um, and then when that happens, you get to see the kingdom of God expand in a really profound way. And people are, are growing in their relationship with him. And you start to see communities change and you start to see poverty eliminated. And you start to see, you start to see all of the things that the government does, the handouts and the 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 enabling them and kind of making them suckle at the teat of Uncle Sam as long as they can, right? You start to see those habits get broken because the church does it in a way that is meant to empower people, not enslave them and not enable them. But it's it's our call is to really do things in a way that empower people. And one of the most empowering things I think that we have is to give. It's to give of our time, our talent, and our treasure in a way that is sacrificial and in a way that honors God. Yeah. We're, we're no greater empowered than when we can be like, I'm going to write a big check, and I'm going to put it in the offering plate because it's not mine, right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go spend every uh, you know, t- two months in a a row in children's ministries and then get to my two months off and then do, join that two-month rotation. I'm going to spend time pl- praying, playing on the praise team because God gave me a skill to play guitar or sing or play bass, but not play bass and sing at the same time because that would be a <laughs> sin, right? So, Well, and, and on, the, on the opposite <laughs> just, side of that... You just couldn't stand it, could you? <laughs> on the opposite side of that, it says a lot for a church to be able to be like, well, I'm sorry that that you want to leave the church i understand that you give a lot of money but that's not what the lord wants for this place and so we're going to trust that god's just going to provide without you yeah and not in those words but like it's close to that but but living living and and leading a church in that manner where it's like okay you can take your money so you're not you're not going to strong arm the church right right? you're not going to strong arm god like if god wants to give this church a billion dollars he's going to give this church a billion dollars right like it if if he wants to take it all away that's what he's going to do so um one two ten fifteen a hundred people aren't going to change what god wants to do with this church right Mm -hmm. now he may use those hundred people that's awesome but it's not it's not going, you leaving is not going to affect yep. the church, and, right? And I've so. had those conversations recently. I've had those conversations with with a couple older folks, older couples from the church who, who without, with wanting to be nice, push me into that corner of saying, well, you know, we give a lot here. And I was like, well, that's the way you see it. Like, the thing you're not doing is you're not giving to the next generation because what you're not doing is you're not you're not involved instead you're complaining about the music that reaches them and the preaching that reaches them and the the outreach that reaches them and the ministry work that we're doing that reaches them and instead what you want to do is you want to have a bible study every you know once a week 
that caters only to the retirees in the group that have known Jesus for 20 plus mm-hmm. years. And all you want to do is you want to continue to eat at this buffet that you've been eating at while there are people right next to you that are starving to death. And you're not willing to come alongside of them and be generous with the, the time, talent, treasure, skills, that God, experience that God has given to you. And I said, what I want you to do, what, what, the only thing I will ask of you is when you go, since you've gone, is is to find somebody that doesn't look like you, sound like you, talk like you, that isn't of your generation, and to pour deeply into them. That's the only thing that I would ask. So that leads into the last thing I want to say before we we start to wrap up, and that's um, another perspective on all of this is a lot of people are worried about their legacy, Mm -hmm. right? And what they're leaving Mm -hmm. to the next to their their family, right? And what people remember of them. And as as followers of Christ, that should be I lived for Jesus. Yeah. Because living for Jesus multiplies. Yeah. Into the to the next generations every time. Yeah. A hundred percent of the time. Living for Jesus echoes through the generations. Yep. So mm-hmm. if you're worried about your legacy in the church, in life, like there's only one thing that you can actually leave that will last forever and that's that is a legacy of i live for jesus it's a great point and i i think about that quite a bit too where you know we we do funerals from time to time and and some some people that had some really big standing at some of the other churches that i've been at um i've seen some that have passed away recently and it the crazy thing is, is I took a step back and I know a lot of other people did and we're like, wow, like, you know where that person is. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, just because of the way they lived their life, the way they encouraged, mm-hmm. the way they were involved, and not just with the church, but in their community, the, the, the encouragement that they had to give, the love that they had to share, man, mm-hmm. they, they left it all on the field. Mm-hmm. And you know that was a well-done, good and faithful servant at the mm-hmm. end of that thing. And you're right. That is the legacy that we absolutely need to leave. Um, I've done several funerals where, where you have somebody older, and usually at that point you get in your 80s or 90s, and you don't have a lot of friends anymore, and your family's kind of sparse and coming from here and there, and so you might see 20, 30, 40, 50 people show up. But these people drew crowds, like hundreds of people. Mm-hmm. And it was simply because the legacy, the, the legacy they left, the seed they sowed, mm-hmm. and the fact that they they let it all out there, which mm-hmm. is so awesome to see that, because they weren't disconnected from from younger generations. They weren't disconnected sitting in their ivory towers at their churches in their seats that, like they sit in, they've sat in the same seat for the last 50 years. So like their butt is worn into that <laughs> seat, right? And then when somebody sits in it, it's like, my butt doesn't fit here. And they're like, yeah, cause that's my seat. Get out of it. Right. right. They didn't look at it that way. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's encouraging to me as a pastor, it's encouraging to me as a person and follower of Christ that, that those people are out there, mm-hmm. even though it feels like they're way too few and far between. Um, but anybody can, anybody can fall into that place if they're willing to live with with hands open with mm. palms open mm. that's so good all right landed i think that is landed <laughs> landed live okay. with palms open if you have any questions you can yell at derek 
Remember, he's the one that that criticized your mother and your grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> the right. truth response <laughs> at gmail.com. And uh, hey, y'all. Excited to talk with you guys again soon. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. We got next week off. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. God bless. God bless. Hey, thanks for joining us. Make sure to subscribe and give us a like on iTunes and Spotify so that you will never miss a show. And while you're at it, check out our Facebook and Instagram pages and make sure you tell your friends about this show. You don't want them to miss out on the truth because we are all about the truth here. Thanks for joining us this week and God bless.